Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 44. We are quickly closing the book of Exodus and the Gospel of Matthew, and we'll be in the Gospel of Mark in just a couple of days, and I'm going to be moving into the book of Leviticus. What I'm going to work to do is get that bonus episode on Exodus up, and then immediately start working on the Gospel of Mark, and then Leviticus. I'd really like to have these episodes up early in or even right before we start a new book, just so that as we're reading it, you can you know kind of think about some of the context and the historical setting of when these books were written. Our reading today is coming from Exodus chapter 35, verses 10 through 35, and Exodus chapter 36, Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 through 66, Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 through 10, and Proverbs chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Exodus chapter 35, verses 10 through 35. Let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and its covering, its hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat, and the veil of the screen, the table with its poles and all its utensils, and the bread of the presence, the lampstand also for the light, with its utensils and its lamps, and the oil for the light, and the altar of incense with its poles, and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, and the screen for the door at the door of the tabernacle the altar of burnt offering with its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle and the pegs of the court and their cords, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons, for their service as priest. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting, and for all its service, and for the holy garments. So they came, both men and women. All who were of a willing heart brought brooches and earrings, and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. And every one who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarns or fine linen or goat's hair or tanned ram's skins or goat skins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use in the work brought it. And every skillful woman spun with her hands, and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine-twined linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill spun the goat's hair. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones to be set, for the ephod and for the breastpiece, and spices and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the men and women the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, 
brought it as a freewill offering to the Lord. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, for work in every skilled craft. And he has inspired him to teach, both him and Aholiab, the son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver, or by a designer, or by an embroiderer, in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, or by a weaver, by any sort of workman or skilled designer. Exodus chapter 36 Bezalel and Oholiab and every craftsman in whom the Lord has put skill and intelligence to know how to do any work in the construction of the sanctuary shall work in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. And they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him free will offerings every morning, so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came, each from the task that he was doing, and said to Moses, The people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command, and word was proclaimed throughout the camp, Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. And all the craftsmen among the workmen made the tabernacle with ten curtains. They were made of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet yarns, with cherubim skillfully worked. The length of each curtain was twenty-eight cubits and the breadth of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains were the same size. He coupled five curtains to one another, and the other five curtains he coupled to one another. He made loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain of the first set. Likewise, he made them on the edge of the outermost curtain of the second set. He made fifty loops on the one curtain, and he made fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that was in the second set. The loops were opposite one another. And he made fifty clasps of gold, and coupled the curtains one to the other with clasps, so the tabernacle was a single whole. He also made curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. He made eleven curtains. The length of each curtain was thirty cubits, and the breadth of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains were the same size. He coupled five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves. And he made fifty loops on the edge of the outermost curtain of the one set, and fifty loops on the edge of the other connecting curtain. And he made fifty clasps of bronze to couple the tent together that it might be a single whole. And he made for the tent a covering of tanned ram's skins and goat skins. Then he made the upright frames for the tabernacle of acacia wood. Ten cubits was the length of a frame, and a cubit and a half the breadth of each frame. Each frame had two tenons for fitting together. He did this for all the frames of the tabernacle. The frames for the tabernacle he made thus. 
twenty frames for the south side, and he made forty bases of silver under the twenty frames, two bases under one frame for its two tenons, and two bases under the next frame for its two tenons. For the second side of the tabernacle, on the north side, he made twenty frames and their forty bases of silver, two bases under one frame and two bases under the next frame. For the rear of the tabernacle westward he made six frames. He made two frames for corners of the tabernacle in the rear, and they were separate beneath but joined at the top, at the first ring. He made two of them this way for the two corners. There were eight frames with their bases of silver, sixteen bases, under every frame two bases. He made bars of acacia wood, five for the frames of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the frames of the other side of the tabernacle and five bars for the frames of the tabernacle at the rear westward. And he made the middle bar to run from end to end halfway up the frames. And he overlaid the frames with gold, and made their rings of gold for holders for the bars, and overlaid the bars with gold. He made the veil of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. With cherubim skillfully worked into it he made it. And for it he made four pillars of acacia and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold, and he cast for them four bases of silver. He also made a screen for the entrance of the tent, of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, embroidered with needlework, and its five pillars with their hooks. He overlaid their capitals, and their fillets were of gold, but their five bases were of bronze. Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 through 66. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priest with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reveled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabathani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, 
Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs, after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly this was the Son of God. There were also many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea, named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 through 10. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints, for those who fear Him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And after reading about the passion of your son, his suffering, and that crucifixion, I just want to say thank you for loving us so much 
that you sent your only son to the cross. Thank you that you made him a sin offering for us, that we could become the righteousness of God in him. I just want to say thank you. I thank you for the free gift of salvation, for forgiveness of sins, and for the hope of an eternity with you. God, I pray for all of our listeners that you would work in them by your Holy Spirit, that you would draw them to you. And we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. For our devotional today, we have some incredibly good news. I'm going to read it in just a second out of Matthew chapter 27, but I want to say a few things first. One is this. We see in the Old Testament so far, we've read through Genesis. What do you see in Genesis? Adam and Eve, the fall of man in the garden. They get banished from the garden. Genesis chapter 6, man is just exceedingly and excessively evil. So God preserves and protects Noah. He builds the ark, but floods the earth. Then you've got Abram. God comes to visit on his way to Sodom to go see what's going on. He's going to bring judgment on them. Then you get in Exodus, you see God coming down and he's remembering Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he delivers the children of Israel with a mighty hand, rescuing them from slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, bringing them through the wilderness. There are stubborn people. There's challenges. There's difficulties. And you got Moses now. God speaks to Moses and he wants to come and have a place there among them. So build me a place. And he begins to build the tabernacle after the pattern, exactly how God is showing him. And look at all the work that's going into the tabernacle. And I know because as I'm reading it, I keep getting tongue-tied. I keep having to re-record it because of all the language, you know, and gold and purple and silver, fine-twined linen and cherubim skillfully woven in. This is some serious stuff. This is like the Lord of the Rings wishes they could be this incredible. This is real life too, right? And so now you have in the temple though, in the tabernacle is this curtain. And the curtain was very important. Probably one of the most significant things because it separated the holy place from the most holy place. This curtain was a carefully woven fabric that had 72 twisted plates of 24 threads each. It was 60 feet high and 30 feet wide. It was very thick. No one could go behind the curtain except for the high priest. And he was only allowed to go once a year on the day of atonement. This signified that God is holy and he is unapproachable for the people. And again, only that high priest could go back there one time a year, even himself. And if he did not go there properly, then he would die there in the most holy place. They'd have to drag him out by a rope. He went in there with a rope with bells on him. That's a long other story. So this is really key. Now Jesus, we see Jesus, right? He's on the earth. He's healing everybody he comes into contact with. He's bringing hope, restoration, compassion, mercy. He's smacking down the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. He's the son of God, right? And he lays his life down on the cross. And look what happens here in Matthew 27, verse 50. I'm going to read two verses. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. I love the scripture where Jesus says, no man takes my life from me, but I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I will pick it up again. So here Jesus cries out again with a loud voice and he yields, he gives up his spirit. And then the Bible says this, and behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks 
were split. This is an act of God. Now that curtain of the temple that was torn in two from top to bottom, that curtain was 60 feet high and 30 feet wide. This is significant because the Bible says it was torn in two from top to bottom. I never met anybody who was 60 feet high. There was no men. I don't know that they had a ladder in that tabernacle or in that temple where they could have climbed up a few men. It would have taken more than two, more than three to try to sit there and rip and tear that curtain from top to bottom, maybe from bottom to top. A few men could have got there and tried to get some scissors and start to cut it. They couldn't. Why would they do that anyway? But from top to bottom, it's like God said, hold on. Now, no longer are my people going to be separated from me. And he just grabs the top of that curtain and just rips it in two, signifying that no longer is there going to be a separation between God and mankind. Jesus on the cross became a sin offering. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. No longer the the high priest, the most high priest, Jesus, our high priest. The Bible calls him our high priest. He went into the actual, actual most holy place, holy of holies, presenting his blood as a offering on our behalf. So much that we could say, So excited. Let me just say this right here. God is for you. We have access right now into the most holy place to God's very own presence. And we already have a high priest named Jesus who went there on our behalf and who has created a way for us to have fellowship with God. I'm so grateful for the death and resurrection of Christ that we have access to God himself. Man took us out of the garden but Jesus has brought us back into fellowship with him. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the Bible 365 podcast. Please go share it with your friends, your family. Reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. I want to hear what the Lord is speaking to you through this journey. If you want to send me a message, please just go to my website at randygudo.com. Scroll to the bottom and you can message me right from there. I also have some blog articles if you want to read them. And be on the lookout for some new episodes coming on my other podcast, Randy in Real Life. I will see you tomorrow with Day 45.